Ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 114 of NASCAR Radio. We're trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is the amazing Jason. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing okay. Glad to be back. Of, of course. Glad to have you. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you, sir? I'm bubberific. That's awesome. We have a super fantastic, amazing show today. Into uh, racing recap, we had a few winners, and well, actually, we're all winners, but we had the end of IndyCar. We are going to talk about uh, some hobby headlines, some news, a lot of stuff going on in the hobby, with, and there might be ramification for cards, and then uh, King's Court. So I'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America, maker of the best NASCAR trading cards. Yes. Uh, let's get to it. I know time is money, so let's and let's get to it. Camping World Truck Series race number nineteen, Kansas Speedway. That was the inaugural Kansas Lottery two hundred. That was Friday, September 9th. John Hunter Nemechek was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Corey Heim at position seven. It's good to see John Hunter in the winner circle there. Uh, he was mentioned like uh, I guess the season hasn't been the best for him, but uh, you know winning there in the playoffs is definitely a big help. So yeah, he won all the stages. He won everything. Yep. I don't like him. Yep. His name doesn't fit. <laughs> he's he's hunting he's Hunter Nemechek. Oh, somebody's got a notification there. Okay, so. Uh, mm-hmm. His rookie cards, 2016 Panini Certified, uh, with all the amazing mirror parallels in 2016 Panini Certified. Also, certified potential signatures as well with the different mirrors. In 2016 Panini Prism, no base cards, only Firesuit Fabrics and Firesuit Fabrics Team. If you believe it, and there are a few parallels to each of those. There are Panini Prism signatures with driver signatures, no base cards, like I said, but the different parallels back in 2016, uh, like the unnumbered base, the green, blue, red, rainbow, gold, the 10, camo, the 8, white flag, the 5, black, 2, 3, and checkered flag, 101. Oh, I love me some checkered flag. And then 2016 Panini Torque, he does have base card there with all the different parallels. And then the printing plates and test proofs, which are 101s. And then with the 2016 Panini Torque combo material signatures, which are pretty cool because there's only two versions of that, a red and green, number to 49 and 25. So John Her- John Hernuchek, I think maybe this could be his year. It could be. He uh, He dominated for sure. You know, after the race, did you see where he was talking about that it's been like a tough week? I think he know, knew already what was going on with KBM and the fact that they're probably going to be going to Chevy instead of, you know, moving away from Toyota. So I, I think he, he may have taken that news kind of hard. He said it had been a tough week for him. I thought somebody was talking there and it kind of implied like maybe John Hunter was going to move up to 
uh, maybe Xfinity or whatever. So I, again, you know, they had the foresight of knowing what, what was going on. So I was trying to piece it together when he was mentioning it on the broadcast. So, but then our highest finishing rookie, Corey Heim. We've talked about him before with the 2022 Dunruss and the signature series cards, but now with the release of Panini Chronicles, he has he's also included in 2022 Panini Chronicles. He's in the clearly Donruss with the different parallels to that. There's an unnumbered version, and the other parallels are a hundred or less. So also in Chronicles Magnitude, same base card. And then all parallels 100 or less. So it's pretty interesting that these, you know, parallels are, are numbered to 100 or less. So very desirable. The Obsidian base, and then only a few parallels to it, and they're numbered 10 or less. So these things are going to be tough to find for him. The Obsidian signatures unnumbered, and then 25 or less as well. He's also found in Chronicles Pinnacle with the base, and then the numbered to 199 or less. Pinnacle autographs, unnumbered, and again, 25 or less for the autographs of that. And then select, no autograph. Well, I know there's autographs in select, but my list doesn't show it. But the, the parallels for it as well, green, hollow, which are unnumbered, and then blue, 199, everything is less than that. Red, purple, gold, and gold vinyl. So, yeah. so I think he's maybe one to watch there in the future, so... Again, as rookie, maybe in um, rookie of the year for truck series. So check it out. I can read John Hunter Nemechek's name. <laughs> it's fixed magically. Yes, trial and error. And not only that, uh, I noticed in Victory Lane that John John Hunter Nemechek he uh, he probably needs to go visit Doctor Pimple Popper. I didn't look that close. <laughs> he needs to go. He needs to go visit. <laughs> well, I'm sure with uh, the heat of the car and everything yeah. else going on. So. Oh yeah, you know it. They're sweating, and it, it, yes, no doubt. All right. <laughs> Let's see what else in my notes for the truck series after Kansas. The drivers looking to miss the playoffs around the four. Stuart Friesen, Ty Majeski, Grant Infinger, and Christian Eckes. Uh, they're below the cut line. Our next race, race number 20, three more till Phoenix is at Bristol Motor Speedway. And that is going to be Thursday night. So when this show drops Thursday night, Friday, uh, that race will have been completed September 15th at 9 p.m. So going to get some racing here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. So, Yeah, and hoping for no rain. Hey, don't say that. Okay. We won't talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> Xfinity Series race number 25 for that 22nd annual Kansas Lottery 300. That was Saturday, September 10th at Kansas Speedway. Noah Greskin was our winner. Highest finisher rookie was Sheldon Creed. It was almost a mirror of last week. And Sheldon Creed was position 11. Yeah, I hate that, that race got rain shortened, but uh, it looked pretty bad on the radar. And Noah was pretty happy about it. Yeah, even with the makeshift victory lane in the uh, in the garage. So, but then we we've talked about. Uh, I won't go into a super great deal with No Gaskin. You can just check last week's episode. But 2017 Dunruss signatures, 2017 Panini Absolute. He has a base card there, as well as 
signatures. No, no signatures. Oh, in absolute here if I look them up the thing. But there is autographs in 2017 Panini Select and then Panini Torque also signature. So 2017 for Noah Graskin. And then Sheldon Creed, uh, Jesse 2021 Panini Chronicles everywhere. Yes. Well, and then, what's that? That's all I'm going to say is yes. <laughs> uh, National Treasures, you got a few there, as well as Prism. Again, a ton in Prism. Two cards with the card number 56 and then the variation of him holding the trophy and then all the parallels uh, for that. So just a ton, ton of Sheldon Creed and Sheldon Creed autographs as well in the Prism autographs and endorsements. So. One more race before the playoffs in Xfinity, and that's going to be at Bristol Motor Speedway. That's the Food City 300, and that's going to be Friday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m. Stages for Bristol Motor Speedway, end of lap 85, 170, and 300. Yeah, Bristol race, the Bristol night races are always the best races of the year. I can't wait for them. Looking forward to that little uh, short track bump in there. Cup Series, race number 28. That was the 22nd annual Hollywood Casinos 400 presented by Barstool and Sportsbook. And that was Sunday, September 11th. Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas Speedway in Kansas City. Our winner was Bubba Wallace. And highest finishing rookie was Austin Cindric at position 12. I was really proud for Bubba. He, uh, he dominated, well, not dominated, but he, he pulled away in that last segment towards the end. He he de- he clearly had the best car. Well, those Toyotas, boy, uh, Bubba Wallace first, Denny Hamlin second, Christopher Bell third. Uh, Alice Bowman was the uh, breaking that up for fourth, and then fifth was Martin Truex. You know, the uh, crazy statistic is, is, of course, Kurt Busch won in the 45 car in Kansas yes. earlier this year. Now the 45 car wins again with a different driver. Do you know when the last time that happened? Remind me. I know it was, I can't, I knew I knew it, but I forget it has left me since then. 1972. It was the car, car number 21. It was the Wood Brothers. Pearson. AJ Foyt, wins, a- AJ Foyt wins the Daytona 500 and. Was it Pearson? Pearson wins the, the Firecracker 400. At, at uh, Daytona. Daytona. Yep. Yeah, so that's the last time that. Two different drivers, one in the same car number in the same year at the same track, if that makes any sense. I just want to know, because obviously you seem to have a lot of knowledge of this stuff. Is this thing, are these things that you're looking up, or is this like, I know this right off the top of my head? I knew it, but I didn't remember the year. I had to go look up the year. Yeah, I I can't remember if, if I've heard it or saw it on Twitter or they were mentioned in the broadcast or something, but because some of these things, you know, NASCAR was different in, in 71 than it is now. So to have it now during the modern era is, is very interesting. You know, again, it's something like this where Kurt Busch because of the concussions or concussion and not making past the percussion protocol that he can't drive. And, and then you have a replacement for him. So, yeah, it's like what you said back in the day, the drivers were racing for money. So like David Pearson was always going after the, the big money races. I mean, he I don't think 
I mean, back when he won his championships, he was he was running a lot of races. Uh, of course, he had to win. I mean, run a lot of races to win the championship. But you know, he just basically just wanted to win money to feed his family. I mean, and that's what a lot of them did back then. Well, I was going to say you're definitely right. Uh, Fred Lorenzen comes to mind, mm-hmm. where he he wasn't racing for a championship. He was going to the big tracks to win the big money. No sense beating up a car on the short track when you can you can make the big money at the big track. So again, they weren't racing for championships. They were racing for the money, and that's why you know the Hall of Fame looks at the older drivers different than they look at the, the you know the newer drivers. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, Austin Cindric. Oh, Bubba Wallace. His first cards are 2012 Press Pass Fanfare card number 79. I think I see a young gun. There's a few parallels to that. Anything numbered is low 25, 20, and 5. There's a hollow foil die cut and a blue foil die cut. Those are not numbered. And then Young Guns autograph silver to 399, gold to 150, red to 75, and blue to 10, which is kind of low when you think about uh, that's his only card in 2012. Uh, in 2014, he's got about 11 cards, 2015, 21 cards. 2016, 100 cards. That's when uh, Panini started. So it doesn't look until about 2018. He had 315 cards. Uh, even in 17, only 80 cards. So uh, not a lot of cards for him the first few years. So um, yeah, I was happy for him. He, uh, you know, he he was like doing this. You know, like you know, now y'all can hush your mouth because it wasn't rain shortened or wasn't any kind of circumstances behind it. He legitimately went out there and whooped the field. That he did. He I'm, held I'm, everybody off. So I'm proud for him. I really am. I'm so happy for him. Austin Cedric. We've talked about him quite a bit this season as the highest finishing rookie. 2018 Dunruss Phenoms. 2018 Panini Certified Base Card. There. It's also the, the different parallels. 2018 Panini Prism Only Signatures. Scripted Signatures. 2018 Panini Victory Lane. There's a base card there with parallels and 2018 panini victory lane signatures for austin cedric who's having a really good rookie season yeah he's gonna be the rookie of the year no doubt no argument there exactly uh right next race race number 29 it's gonna be at bristol motor speedway the bass pro shops and ra night race saturday september 17th at 7 30 p.m stages for bristol motor speedway for Saturday is going to be end of lap 125, end of lap 250, and end of lap 500. That's a lot of laps. It goes by quick, though. When they're not crashing. Yeah, when it's not a crash fest. Exactly. Uh, Since we're in the playoffs, we're we're moving through. I don't don't know if this is a cut race or not, but Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, Kevin Harvick on the outside. Austin Cedric's holding on and Tyler Reddick holding on to those last two spots. Uh, we'll have to go back and see, but it uh, looks like we, we picked most of these guys at the bottom there to, to not make it, but we'll see. I want to, I want to give a shout out to Jason about Kevin Harvick because he picked Kevin Harvick not to make it. And Kevin Harvick crashed. He's going he's pretty much in a must win situation this weekend. 
If he doesn't That's win, true. he's going to be out. So way I to go, Jason. About that. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Jason's been doing this show here for the last few years, so I think he's dialing it in now. He's uh, yeah, because I didn't <laughs> as see much that as I don't know. Maybe some of that, you know, soaks in here and there. Definitely. Yeah, so some of them are in a, a must win. So we'll see how that shakes out. So even with Chase Elliott, with his bad uh, start, he's still in position seven twenty plus twenty eight points. So. Uh, let's move over to IndyCar Series. That was their fun season finale. That was the 2022 Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at the Weather Track Raceway, Luna Seca, Mon- uh, Monterey, California. That was Sunday, September 11th. Our winner was Alex Pillow, but the was it the winning the battle, winning the war? The war was won though by Will Power. So Alex Plo was our winner. He does not have any trading cards. So, but our season champ is Will Power, who finished 16 points above Joseph Newgarden. So that was uh, quite a race. They were keeping track of the points to see who was going to be the winner. So, yeah, they were doing like they do in the Cup race. If the race ended now, <laughs> it's like the race is not going to end now. Just don't don't even say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Will Power, we I think we've talked about him before. The bulk of his cards are in twenty or twenty twelve, but he has a few before that. The two thousand five Formula card number one ninety eight. Those are the ones that came out of the magazine. The two thousand six Portland Grand Prix. There's no number on it. And then the two thousand and eight. Indianapolis 500. I think those were available like on on cut sheet. But then Press Pass did. Uh, a card for autographs for him in 2012 press pass legends. And then 2013 press pass legends card number 32, a base card with the parallels printing plates, pieces of history, memorabilia, and then press pass legend autographs in 2013 as well. So uh, he does have a 2020 upper deck Goodwin champions card. There's three cards in that set. There's parallels to it and then some autographs. So I've seen those out on ComC. They're not very expensive. So you can get your a willpower autograph for like three or four bucks. Yeah, that race was, eh, it was okay. It, it wasn't, it was exciting, but it wasn't exciting. I, I liked the track. I liked the little corkscrew where they come around and go down. I, th- I thought that was pretty neat. That was a good passing zone for a lot of people. Some of the elevation changes, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, that, that would really, going over those things at that kind of speed, but you got the downforce, that's still, I can only imagine how that makes you try to come up out of your seat, but they're strapped down, so I guess I guess they don't really feel it. Yeah, so that that's the end of IndyCar for this year. So I know one person will be uh, upset. Ken will have to uh, collect some Dale Earnhardt senior cards and some of, those, some of these other things, so until IndyCar pops back up. It's going to be a long off season for those guys. Moving over to Formula One. That was the Grand Prix of Italy at the Autodromo Nazionale Monza. And that was Sunday, September 11th. Max Verstappen was our winner. I think he started at P8 or something like that and came up through the field. Second Mm -hmm. went to Charles Leclerc. Third... George Russell, 
was our top three. Max Verstappen increases his lead in the points championship, I believe. Uh, the next race is the Singapore Grand Prix. Originally on the schedule was the Grand Russian or Grand Prix of Russia, but because of uh, what was going on, they pulled that race. So they're off until October 2nd. That's going to be 8 a.m. And that's the Marina Bay Street Circuit. But I guess... I guess with a win, Max Verstappen can clinch the 2022 championship there, which I thought That's was incredible. Yeah. So again, he's 116 points. Charles Leclerc is in second with 100 minus 116. Sergio Perez minus 125. And just to give an example, Verstappen got 25 points for winning that race. So that's pretty impressive considering last year, you know, went down to that last race. So. And again, this is race, uh, that was race 16. I believe that this year is going to be 23 races. So still got a ways to go. Yes. Kind of like the good old days when Dale Earnhardt would clinch like three or four races early. Yeah. It's not as exciting when, no. uh, you know, they run away with it like that. So, and of course, you know, they were in Italy. And of course, that's where uh, Ferrari is based out of Italy. So tons, tons of Ferrari fans there. And you would have thought Ferrari would have brought their A game, but again, they just didn't have it. I mean, they started out okay, but you know, once Max got up there, it was game over. Yeah. <clears throat> they, yeah, you know, between um, Charles Leclerc and George Russell, and I think it ended up under a safety car, and there's a controversy about that, but um, Leclerc was, was, you know, moving up, but it was, you know, if he was going to have enough time, because I think he had newer tires, but yeah, I know Ferrari was wanting to finish well. So at least, it, you know, they got on the podium and George Russell, he's, he's been on the podium quite a bit here. Um, mm-hmm. Lewis, let's see when Hamilton, Hamilton finished fifth. So, but George, George has been getting the, the podium finishes here. So yeah, George is doing a lot better than uh, Lewis Hamilton has this year. Yeah, he's fourth in points, and Lewis is in sixth. Well, I think he's had all top five finishes or more, except for that one race where he went out early this year. I think he's he's done real well this year. He's been very, very consistent. Yeah, we've talked about Max Verstappen's cards here for the last few weeks, but 2020 tops, there's, he has a few cards before that. 2016, the tops trumps, and then the 2018 but the bulk is going to be in, I think there's 435 cards in 2020 tops Chrome with the different parallels. There's about 13 cards and one image variation. He also has a, a tops now card with a print run of just over 4,000. I wonder if that's maybe a, a little sleeper. I did see that on com C for about $27. So I've been thinking about maybe picking one of those up because we know about the Lewis Hamilton card number three, even though it's it's come down in price, it's still you know desirable card. I think those, that print runs almost a little less than two thousand. So, I know your thoughts, Logan, on, on the Max Verstappen twenty twenty tops now card. Well, it seems to have stabilized. Um, PSA tens are like right in the five hundred dollar range right now, or maybe they're even going just slightly lower than that. But, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, that card back, what was it, about a year and a half ago, 
was close to being a five thousand dollar card so it, it has dramatically dropped in price the lewis hamilton lewis hamilton yeah what do you think about the max for shopping i think it's underpriced right now I think that's card number 23, and like I said, its print runs at 4047 I think, like I said, I saw it for about $27. I think there might be an opportunity long-term for that, because, you know, $27, $30 is not a lot in today's market for those. What do you think, Jason? I'm the opposite. I think, I don't want to say it's a fad, but I think the Tops Now thing will kind of run its course a little bit, and... Because it's not that people are very picky about what's a rookie card during the rookie year. And there people have so many rules with rookies, but they let stuff slide, you know, for later years. And I think it'll not like fizzle out completely, but I think we're kind of at the bottom. I don't think it'll go much lower, but like I think it will not be considered the same as like some of his other 2020 stuff. Because it's not the mainstream okay. out of a pack. All right, that's a good segue to say hi to Victor. <laughs> Rookie card aficionado. And of course, I wonder how far Herman's gotten on the mower. So <laughs> he likes to listen to the show and mow the yard. So shout out to Herman. Wonder if he's on a riding lawnmower and he envisions himself as a NASCAR driver. While he's listening to the show, I wonder if that's why. I don't. Maybe that's right. I don't know. I we'll have to uh, ask him about that. So, also finishing up with Max Verstappen, he has Dynasty cards there. Also, official F1 top stickers. There's eleven different stickers in the 2020 top set. The tops Turbo Attacks Formula One. There are twelve cards. And three limited edition cards in Turbo Attacks Formula One 2020. Val, I'm going to make make a suggestion. I think you need to take one evening and record these people's rookie cards because there are certain ones that we list every single week or you know very often, and then you can just hit a button and then it'll just play. <laughs> Because there are guys <laughs> that are on repeat, and like we always talk about, sixteen certified. But there are certain people that it's like every other week. You're just yeah. I need to create a little video and just play the video. <laughs> but I right, some some uh, takeaways here uh, for for the show here. So uh, I think that's all I have for the racing recap. I know we have a bunch of news. Uh, silly season is in full gear. I think there's opportunities in the card market for some of these. Some of these, maybe you need to think about selling. Some of them might need think about buying, buying now, buying in the off season. And then we have um, product news as well. So I don't know what guys, how you want to, jumble it where you want to go first you want to talk about uh i know we got prism news i know we have kyle bush moving which does a whole domino effect of stuff so i say start out with kyle bush all right so major news this week is the the worst kept secret i think in the industry is that kyle bush is leaving joe gibbs racing and moving to richard children's racing 
which he's moving from Toyota to Chevy that we know of. Uh, I don't think Richard Shoulders would leave. Chevy's been with Chevy for a real long time. But and what kind of is is really interesting. So that uh, there's really no vacancy next year at Richard Childress because Tyler Reddick is there in 2023, but he's leaving in 2024 to go to 23XI. Uh, I believe to probably fill in with Kurt Busch retiring. So there's no no really slot open, which was surprising. But I think Richard Childress was very upset with the way the Tyler Reddick deal went down because I remember them saying that Richard Childress didn't get a lot of notice before Tyler Reddick and 23XI announced it. But then this Tuesday when Kyle Busch was announced, I heard the audio of Richard Childress saying that about an hour before the announcement, he let Tyler Reddick know that they were doing it. And not only is he coming to Richard Childress Racing, he's running the eight car, which Tyler Reddick is currently running. But it's like, hey, uh, Kyle Busch will be running the eight next year, and you'll be in another car. So it seems like, I don't know if this is uh, somewhat a payback or what, but it's very, and Logan, you can chime in here, very unusual for something like this to happen. It's extremely unusual. Uh, that was a pretty good dig by Richard Childress. <laughs> you have to admit. So I, I, think, I think what you're going to see is, I think you're going to see Tyler Reddick go to the 29 car. I'm sure that Richard Childress still has that number. So it'll probably be the 29 car. I'm looking for that car to probably be an R&D car for uh, Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. So we may see a lot of crazy stuff coming out of that car this year or this next year. Right. So, you know, okay. So we know it should all be the same, but we know it's not. So we have Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, and let's just go with the 29 car, Tyler Reddick. Who's the number one car? Who's getting the most money? Who's getting the best pit crew? That's a good question. <laughs> it's not going to be Tyler Reddick, right? It's not, no, gonna, it's not going to be Tyler Reddick, but you've got he just grandson, got down, right? you got a grandson, and then you've got the greatest driver currently in, in the series. So what are you going to do? If I'm Richard Childress, I'm going to give it to Kyle Busch. Right. And then Austin Dillon. And then Austin Dillon and then Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick can scraps. just go do whatever he wants to do with himself. Yeah, so it's, it does not seem good for for Reddick for next year. And I'm and this is only my opinion is that maybe he has a buyout and that they don't want to do that and, and give that money to Tyler to buy him out of his contract. And so they're gonna fund the team and you know let let that happen but you so that's, know good you know joe gibbs was having a hard time supposedly this is what we've all heard joe gibbs supposedly had a hard time finding a sponsor for kyle bush since eminem's mars is leaving and so how is richard childress going to find i guess he's going to find sponsorship for all three teams i mean it's good and it's going to cost him a lot of money to to fill the car He's got to pay the pit crew, mechanics, the shop, all the things that go with that. And that's millions and millions of dollars right there. You know, to me, it almost seems like it would be cheaper 
just to tell buy out Tyler Reddick's contract and say just hit the road jack and don't you come back no more. Um, but I, I I don't know why and it all might change, you know, between now and the beginning of next year. We don't know. This could be a big uh poker match and see who who blows first. That's true. Very true. So, you know, Tyler might break it on his side, knowing that he's going to be destined for this other deal. So, you know, we won't know until we know. Yeah. 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 It, so, it, it could be off on, on Richard Childress's uh, side because uh, you know, right he, now it doesn't may, cost him anything. Yeah. And then Tyler Rexons might say, the heck with this. I'm just one out. I'm out of here. Right. So and then pull he this into cards. Okay. Yes. That. So we so have. There are, scenarios mm -hmm. so and those scenarios are i'll let you go through well, let's go so, with let's go with tyler reddick so tyler reddick's yeah and I, that's what of, i'm talking about i'm talking yeah. tyler reddick scenarios right now yeah so, so tyler reddick is basically uh he's got i think two wins this year right. so i don't know you know he's kind of gonna be in that realm where i'd be really surprised if he gets a win next year or where he's at so Card wise, might be now the guy is super talented. I think when he gets to 23xi, you know, it, it picks back up. Oh, it, yeah, he, and, right. um, I've talked about him before just briefly that in Xfinity, he won with Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs, he won with Junior Motorsports. They let him go. He went to Richard Childers and won another championship back to back with two different teams, which I said before is really impressive. So the, the kid's got a lot of talent. So this might be a time to buy on the dip and then he'll, he'll be back, you know, the next year. So it's a little bit of a mm -hmm. buy and hold at, at the bottom. So uh, again, it's like, what have you done for me lately? But it's like, you know, we know, we know, we think we're, he's going to be in really good in uh, Toyota. So, so there's a chance he could, and granted, all, there's one percenters and there's hundred percenters in here. So like, there's a chance he could race where he's at. There's a chance he could sit, and then there's a chance he could get bought out and go early. So let let's say that there's three main scenarios. In my opinion, he's a buy because he's young. He has some wins. He's up at the top, near the top. But is he a buy now with the news? Is he a buy? In the 22-23 offseason, is he a buy next year because he might sit? Like, when is when is peak buy time for this guy? Well, I guess there's different scenarios for different ones. So if he sits, then... But you don't know until... What, right, but I, uh, but I would say definitely look at him in the offseason, right? So yeah. start look, just kind of looking at the, his prices and then something that you can uh again you know is it something rare is it some of the base stuff right. whatever but um i always yeah. like i always like the off season i ha really doubt he will sit uh, he'll be racing Same. somewhere yeah. he'll either be racing for children's or he'll be going to 23xi early you know we have the whole thing with kurt bush does kurt bush retire after this year and not run next year. And so they have the extra seat open. Again, there's a lot of different things. But long term, I think he's going to be in good shape at 23XI. Now, the other part of this is now we have Kyle Busch. Does this pump new life into Kyle Busch cards? It does. Um, 
because now he's at RCR. I mean, I can mm-hmm. almost see this, and this is probably blasphemy, but putting him in the three in a black fire suit, and he's like the next Dale Earnhardt on that team, boy. He's just, you know, because he, he's got that personality where he loves being, I don't say hated, but. <laughs> well, he, you know, he asked. He asked Richard Childress about driving the three, and that was not an option for for that because that's Austin Dillon. But but that would really be cool, no doubt. But I'm waiting for somebody to do something, uh, and maybe it's Childress, you know, with the 18, and you wipe away the one or whatever, and then it's just left with the eight, you know, that that kind of thing. And again, you can uh, put any of the you know sponsorship money or anything like that to NASCAR Radio for that idea, but because well, you're going from 18 to eight. And again, maybe, you know, again, we don't know who the sponsor is going to be, but it's going to be another black car or black and silver, like the old Davy Allison or something. You know, again, well, Joe Gibbs Racing had said that there was trouble getting sponsorship. And so I'd be curious to see who's going to jump in on that. So, but I, I think there was spinning around to what Jason was saying that I think there's opportunity for Kyle Bush because there's new, new life in his cars next year. And again, it's going to be, I mean, Daytona is going to be crazy with Kyle Busch and the RCR when they unveil that. You know, we talk about, like, why they call it the Super Bowl of racing. You know, they have all off-season, new car, new color schemes, new driver suits. It's just going to be just – it's going to be awesome. So the Fanatics will buy Panini, and then they'll sponsor that car. There you go. <laughs> now, uh, spinning on this now, so now we have a, a vacuum here, and so Kyle Busch is out on the 18. Who goes in the 18? Right? So is that Ty freaking Gibbs? So now there's an opportunity, uh, you know, for Ty Gibbs, and then Ty Gibbs is out in the Xfinity series. Who's going to fill in for the X- – who's come, is anybody coming up from trucks to Xfinity? So we have a domino uh, effect here. So – there's opportunities. Not, I know there's more hobby news too as well. So, uh, you know, that, that's an example of where there's some opportunities. Well, you know, going back to what you were talking about, a bump in Kyle Busch cards, I've been listening to NASCAR radio, and there are people that didn't like Kyle Busch before, but now that he's with Richard Childress, yes, we love him now. <laughs> so... Y- there's a lot, there's going to be a lot more love for him. So I think that, that you're going to see his sales increase on his cards. And I think we're probably going to see a bump up on his cards because of this move. And maybe to your point, you know, this is a clean slate where he can start over. Maybe he's not the antagonist now. Now, one thing I thought was really cool is Richard Childress also signed Brexton to a yeah. deal. For a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> so he's got future rights to Brexton running at real Richard Childers. But again, uh clean slate. And so one thing I was thinking about, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but Roush racing was a powerhouse, but Roush let had talent leave Kenseth, Mark Martin, Mark Martin, Art Edwards, um, so the, again, there was a slow drain out of Roush and they are kind of not what they were. And Joe Gibbs has now turned into, you know, the powerhouse, but I see Gibbs aging, at, not Joe Gibbs, but Joe Gibbs drivers. Right. So we have <laughs> Hamlin that has, you know, 
he has less days than he has more days. Uh, True X, the same, the same way. The the young gun is Chris is Christopher Bell, uh, maybe in Gibbs. So they have, you know, I was just when I was thinking about this with Kyle Bush leaving after 15 years, is this the start of decline of Gibbs? Well, you know, talking about Ty freaking Gibbs possibly going to the 18, which again, listening to NASCAR radio, you know, that seems to be the prevailing thought that he is going to go there, you know, because they can get him. He's, I won't say cheap, but he's going to be a way less expensive than Kyle Busch ever would have been. He's a fresh face. They'll probably be able to get some sponsorship for him just because of who he is. And, uh, you know, I think that you're going to see, I don't know if his card values are going to go up more because he's in cup or not, because his card values are already up there. Do you think he gets a bump because he goes to cup? I think very little. I think some of that's already baked in to that yep. that price, right? I know they see it in the stock market where uh, stocks rise and they say, well, they've already, um, you know, baked in the uh, interest rate hike or the dip or, you know, whatever it is, it's already kind of projected into that. And we see it in baseball and stuff like that and football cards where the rookies just all of a sudden shoot up and, you know, it's they already have them winning the Super Bowl or, or the World Series or whatever. So, I think we see some of that with, with Gibbs. I think, uh, you know, now if he does really well in cup, I could definitely see that spike in there, but I think that might be uh, kind of baked in kind of like with uh, Haley Deegan, right? The, it's kind of baked in the, her prices uh, for her, her winning and stuff. So, but I think you say uh, Brandon, Brandon Jones is moving somewhere as well. Yeah. He's going to uh, JR motorsports in the nine car. He's, He's, he's taking, yeah, he's taking Greg, Noah Gregson's ride. Yeah, right. So, uh, like I said, with, with the thing, um, Richard uh, Petty, they're bringing Noah on in that 42. So, definitely see, I think, a bump with Greskin moving up. His stuff, I think, is kind of on the, definitely on the cheaper side. And then with uh, Brandon Jones moving over, too. So, and again, JR Motorsports has some really good equipment. But then he's leaving Gibbs as well. Yeah. So then he's on a different path. So he's not, you know, destined, you know, we got possibly uh either this year, next year, or the next few years, Truex and Hamlin leaving, I would imagine. So Yeah, Truex, I think he he re up for one year. I don't this may be his last twenty twenty three may be his last year. So now Gibbs is gonna be looking for somebody for the 19 car. So, I mean, the, the silly season is just going to compound itself from 2023 on into 2024. It's going to be, these next few years are going to be crazy because we're going to see a lot of drivers. I don't think Denny Hamlin is going to retire anytime soon. He He's still doing very, very well. But like I said, who knows? I guess it's really going to depend on how well Truex does this next year. If he wins a lot of races, he may stay again. If not, he may just say, I'm out of here. You know, it was a good ride. I won a championship. Everything's cool. So. And then, Jason, do you have uh, news on Prism? I, I had a couple more things about Kyle oh. Busch real quick. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that Kyle Busch is over there, at, or he, now that he's going to RCR, one of the things he talked about was possibly doing the double between the Coke 600 and the Indy 500. So that's that's now on the table if he can find some sponsorship. So that's going to be cool if he can do that. So I like that. 
um, so, something, something else that uh, that caught my ear too is that uh, they asked Kyle Bush uh, about what Joe Gibbs was talking about with the 18 car, and he said that it's it, it hasn't been this long ago that the 18 car was no longer an option. So apparently, Kyle, I mean uh, Kyle, Ty freaking Gibbs going into the 45 and now in the 23. You know, he's seen potential in him. So I think, again, I think that's where Joe Gibbs is going. I think that, that again, that he can get him cheap and, you know, that's that's what's going to end up happening. That's why the 18 car was off the table for Kyle Busch. Well, just quick, you know, Ty Gibbs has now had how many weeks of cup experience? Yeah. And, and, and who else would he get to, you know, who was that? I think that disqualifies him for rookie of the year now. I think he's. Well, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't know if he's looking necessarily for the for, for that, but you know who? Uh, I was just thinking who else would Joe Gibbs want to put in that car? Probably for that price with that experience. So I think it's just a no brainer. Not to mention you know the Gibbs name. So yeah. So anyway, Kyle Busch had 56 wins in the 18 car for Toyota. Just throwing that out there. So. That's what that's what I've got for for that. So, do we? You say you want to talk about Prism? We can do that. So, I don't know because obviously I wasn't here last week, and I don't know if you guys touched on it or when it happened. Um, but Prism is on the Steel City Collectibles and the Blowout Cards website, but it's a very generic listing. No box images, no packs, no descriptions it's just prism for autos or whatever it is and um no price nothing like that yet mm. but it says the release date is september 30th and i know we're already just shy of an hour we still have a couple of things to do but wanted to real quick touch on this especially because there are the rumors of Panini being purchased by Fanatics and nothing is on the calendar from October 1st on, I think is what it is for the rest of the year. So it's inter interesting that this popped up all of a sudden. There aren't any images. It's on two sites, you know, reputable sellers. And then this whole Panini buy, you know, buyout or whatever. So, what do you guys think? Is this actually going to be a September 30th release as it's listed? Or is it going to be pushed? I think before the show, one of you guys had said like November, maybe. This whole Panini purchase is weird. So it's kind of like we're, we're guessing as much as anybody else is as to what's going to happen. But what do you guys think is most likely? Like, there's no way they can have it in two weeks, right? I don't think so because nope. they don't even have the sell sheet. And usually, Steel City or Blowout is really good about having the sell sheet. And the one I had sent about November, just using even though it's tops, tops. Uh, I think with Steel City had the sell sheet for tops F1 flagship. I think it was slated for September. The dates now showing November 30th, but again they had the sell sheet in which there's none up there for prism. So I, there's, I'd bet anything that 
uh, that does not happen here in the next uh, 15 days or whatever. So no, it's just it's just weird that they would actually put a number date on it instead of a to be determined. Um, I think it just gets them because there's no prize. I think it just gets them time to just kind of market. You would probably know. Uh, yeah, I was going to say being on the other end. To me, putting the date there opens it up to questions of, is this going to happen? Where's my purchase? Why is it delayed? Because there are experienced buyers and then there are brand new buyers that don't know that things get pushed back three weeks, three months, you know, six months. So um, to me, putting that number date on it kind of opens it to, you know, questions from buyers instead of putting instead of putting a farther date and having it come sooner, you're putting a soon date and it's going to come later, most likely. And it's that, you know, under promise over deliver thing. I was thinking, I was like, Hey, they call the web, they call and you're like, well, we don't have it yet, but we do have last year's for you to buy. So did, did anybody see sports card radio today? Yes. I did not. He talked about possibly from the rumors he's heard, that there was going to be a contract or not a contract, but an announcement about fanatics buying Panini at the end of October. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't look for prism till at least after it's probably going to be November at, at best, the way things are going. To me though, it's like, isn't it just business as usual? You don't stop making your products mm -hmm. because you're being bought. Like, you're being bought. You continue to make what you have because you still have to have that income. Now, granted, they don't they don't live paycheck to paycheck or whatever, you know, product to product. But why why is there a stoppage? Like if you're closing, I see the stoppage because you don't want to promise things that aren't going to be delivered. But I don't understand why nothing's being listed right now. So unless maybe they're in they're in talks and some of the stuffs. So, uh, so I, you know, when you're talking about it, I'm thinking, all right, I'm buying, you know, the company or any company. It's like, okay, when you're doing that, either due diligence or whatever, it's like, all right, what's in the pipeline? What makes sense? What do we want to change? Because I was just thinking when you're thinking about that, like tops, they, you know, cut heritage and I don't know if they cut update and or they cut Allen and Ginter. So I can see that as, okay, you know, some of the new influence of the company and usually it's not going to be from day one. There's going to be an overlap because there needs to be a organized transition. Fanatics has the money and is buying these companies, but the expertise lies at tops lies at Panini, you know, what's in what closet and who does what and what printers we use right. and, and what paper and, you know, what the, just even the procurement of stuff and doing the boxes. I mean, if you think about it, and I know we we all know this, but folks listening or watching, I mean, to do a card set is a is a lot of work. You have it's just not the cards. It's cards. It's the cellophane for wrapping the cards, the boxes, the packouts, the the boxes that are going to contain the cases that are going to contain the boxes. They ought to be the right sizes, and you know all those boxes need to be built. Uh, if you ever open a Chronicles box or whatever, or Prism box, there's a, you know, liner that goes inside of the box where the packs fit into. So it's just, 
you know, there's a lot that goes to it. Mm -hmm. So let, let me throw this in here on all of this. They're talking about Friday being a possible railway workers strike. So holy yeah. crap, what is that going to do to the supply chain as a whole? Not just the microcosm of cards, but everything. It's going to definitely affect cards. So now are they not going to be able to get, you know, they're already having trouble getting stock and getting all these things. It's, it's just going to amplify that even more. Yeah. I don't know if you, I was reading some of that about the railway, the, the union reps have refused the offer. You know, it comes down to attendance. They, they, they want to make sure though, I guess the, the train companies want more, um notice before taking unscheduled vacations and stuff like that and the and the workers want to be able to take any day off at any time so there's a disagreement there so i don't know if that's going to get resolved friday so 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 yeah that's just throw that into the mix of car car product releases and everything else that's going on it's just going to really screw up things even more <laughs> yeah just i always <laughs> say just when you think you got to figure it out things change mm-hmm well, and not to look too far ahead, but before 2022, there's PRISM and then National Treasures still, correct? Yes. Technically, you know, that, that's what everybody's expecting. So it might not be in 2022. It might be in early 23. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And I didn't want to spend a bunch of time on it, but there are a lot of pieces to this, you know, this puzzle right now. So it's interesting for sure. Well, you know, Chronicles just kind of hit a few weeks ago, so so we can enjoy that. I've seen that looks like the price dropped to like one twenty five over on Steel City. So, uh, also for those that might want to buy some of the Turbo Attacks, the twenty four pack box, Steel City has those for sixty sixty fifty nine ninety five. They are on sale. I think they're 43 something in the UK, but again, those are pounds and then you have to pay shipping to the US and then the VAT tax. So, so Val, did, did you say you saw some turbo tax in the store? I, I did. Um, one of the friends of the show and a shout out to Matt where he found some tins of turbo tax. And then I went to my local Walmart, but they had the, box of packs kind of like what steel city has a 24 pack box i didn't i tried to scan it and the, the walmart scan said the uh, no such item found so <laughs> <laughs> uh but i did not pick up any i might have to go back and and grab a couple but uh part of me doesn't want to even touch it because of the whole uh now signature style cards that we talked about before when they said there was going to be for the first time autographs and they turn out to be uh facsimile autographs. So signature style. Yeah. So I'm kind of not too happy with them, but mm, I don't know. It's uh, you know, it is, it's tempting. So we'll see if I cave in or not, but part of me is, I haven't even opened them up yet. Yeah. Same here. So, but I know we're running late here. One, one thing that I, in, in, Trust me, we're not being sponsored by Pristine Auctions, but something I did notice, it was on Twitter. You guys may have seen it, but Pristine Auctions has 30% off of all their NASCAR trading cards 
and they have a lot of autographs. Like they have some Ty freaking Gibbs rookies that are autographed and things like that. But they've got 30% off if you use the code NASCAR at checkout. So you might want to check it out. You might find something you like. Okay. I'll check that out. Anything else? No, I mean, I, I had some other things, but I think we'll save that for when we do what we were going to do tonight that we didn't do. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yep, I understand. All right, so I guess now we just need to cue the music. Cue the music. All right, uh, this is one of those weeks in King's Court where I had to do another honorable mention just because I thought this card was really cool. So we're going to start out with our honorable mention. This for, was from uh, 9 11. It's a Dale Earnhardt Sr. 1997 scoreboard authentic autograph. Uh, it was up for bidding. It only had one bid, but it went for $399 for that. And the reason I've got this on here is I really like that autograph. It's nice and bold. Um, it's just a nice looking card. So I thought thought that was really neat. And I, you know, $399 for you know a, a certified card from the manufacturer is that's a pretty hefty price you know because we saw some at the national that were like how much were they val they were a couple hundred dollars i think for ones that weren't slabbed yeah so, so this is a little high so somebody paid up for this yeah i'm always i always try to go by the psa rule where uh, just quickly, if you have a card from 1998 or more current, that it does not need to go through the autograph authentication. You can just, they are assuming or they are confident that that autograph is real. But anything mm -hmm. prior to 98, you need to go through the double service. You need to get the autograph authenticated and then get the card authenticated. So I'm really kind of leery on anything pre 98. Um, so with that said, um, I'm like I said, I always am hesitant or, or need to kind of look. The only thing I notice on this is that the loop where it goes over the, yep. the gloss, I guess it has not adhered to it. So uh, that's, that's my only thing for that, but it is pretty thick and bold other than that piece there. So, yeah, I missed that. I did not see that because I didn't, I didn't zoom in on it like you did. So I did not really see that. Yeah, no, no, no problem. But it, again, it, we've said it before. It seems like Earnhardt senior stuff, autographs, uh, they're getting a lot of hobby love right now, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hot and, and deserved. Yeah. Yep. All right, so, so next up is the Joker of the Week. And I thought this was super, super nifty and cool and groovy and all of that. Uh, this was also from 911. It's a 1953 Juan Manuel Fangio card. And I don't know if I can pronounce this correctly or not. It's Figurita Bicicleta F1 card. They were asking $3,750 for this. Of course, this is maybe his rookie. I don't know because we keep finding new stuff every day. But 
uh, they accepted a best offer of for that card of twenty five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And, and look how primitive that looks. I mean, you got to think that's nineteen fifty three. You know, it's down. It's from I guess it's from South America. Um, and it's just it's an incredible card. I mean, I like I like discs anyway. I'm a big disc fan. So that's one of the things that caught my eye on this. But uh, yeah, twenty five hundred dollars for that. That was uh, wow. Makes me want to go go to these other countries and put ads in the paper and start buying <laughs> all these soccer and Formula One cards. Yeah, that's that's pretty. I have the same thought. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's take right. a week off and go over there and check out garage sales and all the stuff. So, yeah, so stock up. Have either of you heard of this guy? Oh yeah, Juan Manuel Fangio. Yes. Okay, so I I've never heard, and I just looked it up, and you know, it said he dominated F one the first decade, won the drivers championship five times. Yeah. So, because I was a little you know befuddled on the price. Granted, you know it's older, but it's the fifty. So, uh, but now I'm putting two and two together. So, just curious. Yeah, to me, he's probably a greater driver than, and, and some people will probably blast me for this, but I think he's a he's greater a greater driver than Lewis Hamilton, because uh, I did a PSA. Uh, they interviewed me on who I thought was the greatest driver in F1, and he was my pick. It was Juan Manuel Fangio. And, you know, Lewis Hamilton's a really close second, but I think he is the greatest. So, all right. So let's move on to our Jack of the Week. This is on the 9th of September, 2021 Tops Dynasty F1 Lando, Lando Carician Norris. It's a race used uh, patch auto. It's number 10 of 10. And it went out for bidding and it went for $1,239 with 40 bids. So, you know, there you go. That's one of those cards, Val, that, you know, is cheaper than what you would pay for the box. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's a bigger uh, name. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's, yeah. Behind Max and Lewis and Russell, Leclerc and that, he, yeah. Uh, to your point, Logan, uh, you could. Well, it's like buy two of them for the the price of a a box. So, mm -hmm. yep. And I think I think these prices, as we have documented already, have come down. I think that a year and a half ago, or a year ago, or whatever. You know this this card is probably twice that price or more, uh, but you know prices have come back to earth, and and I think this is probably a reasonable price. Maybe you know it's it's I still think it's a little high. I still think that the dynasty boxes are high, but that's just me. But it's a, overall it's a nice card. I mean, he's got a nice auto. Yeah, it's a nice auto. Nice. Uh... You know, yeah, patch or, or whatever it is, it's you can kind of, I guess, figure it out, or Jason will be able to figure it out here. Yeah, I didn't see that. What looked like might be that patch on his uniform that that they're showing there, unless it's on that red uh, underneath on the, the Pirelli. Yeah, under the sleeve. Yeah, 
you know, on the sleeve, but it's, it's blurred out. So it's hard to see. Yep. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool card. So next up is our queen of the week. This was also on nine 11, had a lot of stuff on nine 11, uh, 2020 Chronicles, Haley Deegan, Titan, Gold Vinyl, Prism, True, one of one card. And it went out for bidding as well. It went for $281.76 with 20 bids. So this is 2020 Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the new Chronicles. It's 2020 Chronicles. Of course, we don't have Titan this year. Boo, I'm kind of crying over that one. <laughs> I was just looking at that one of one there, and yeah, go back to the front of it. I was looking at the back, said something about Sally Ride, and yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's the way, you know, with all those little dots, and I don't, they kind of look like print dots, but they're not. I think that's just the way that the Titan looks with the stars in the background. Yeah, I think you're you're right. That's why I was kind of looking at the back as well, because that right edge looks like black. If it's a little bit of border, I don't remember. But all I know is 2020 is Ty freaking Gibbs as well. So Chronicles. Hey, going back to Lando, that patch is from the arm sleeve. Um, it's an FX Pro patch. Okay. Are you going to X out of FX? All right, cool. Yep. I knew Jason would be on it. That's right. So we've got a crack team here at NASCAR Radio. That's right. You're not going to put anything past us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool card. I like those gold vinyl cards. I think they look nice. And that, you know, I'm especially, you know, uh, partial to Titan anyway. So I just thought that was a pretty neat card. It's nice. Yeah, I like that with the plants in the background. It's definitely different, right, for her, uh, different pose for her. So it's yep. got the rookie logo in it. It's Titan. Yep. One on one. So pretty cool. All right. Next up is our king. This Ooh. is on the 12th of September. 1989 Max Racing. Dale Earnhardt, rookie number three. PSA 10. Pop 50. There's. I remember when the very first one of those got graded. And everybody was going crazy about that. Got graded as a as a ten, but anyway, um, it's a pop fifty. They were asking twelve hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. The best offer was seven hundred and seventy five dollars for that car. Wow! And you know, I'm looking at it, and to me, that card is a little bit off center. I think that it top to bottom, it's off center. I mean, just a little. Yeah, maybe a smidge. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it. I think it's. I think it's. It's a little bit. If off you look here. at it, the you know the the edges look really nice, and I know Logan knows this. So you know you have that dark orange up on the top. The back is green, which shows chipping, um, pretty easily. You can kind of see some of that in the left there. Yeah, it's got a little chipping on it. Not not too much, but you know, considering um, you know, like with the OPGs and stuff, so it, it's a, a tougher card, but 
you know, again, if you listen to some earlier shows, the toolbox set is probably one of the better ones to get. Uh, the cards are really great shape. Centering is probably your only issue. So, isn't there really an good. allowance for the centering that it can still be a ten? What's isn't can it be like 60, 55, 45 or something? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Which is annoying, but that's. A ten should be a ten. There should be no, no buts. Yeah. yeah. But again, this was kind of one of his first true rookie cards before the '88 got accept, accepted the promo as his as his rookie card. So, but right. really nice yeah. card. And uh, what do you say, six hundred or seven hundred and seven seventy-five? Yeah, it's almost eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good price for that. I mean, there for the longest time they were hovering. You know, at the five six hundred dollar range, but then of course during the pandemic they went through the roof. Yeah, they went to what thirteen fifteen hundred. Yeah, even then this one's coming back down again with a pop of fifty something. But it's a it's a pretty card. Yeah, that's, that's one of the glam cards, I think. Right, we said. Yeah, this is one of our NASCAR glamour cards for sure. All right, so next up is going to be our ace of the week. Which is our one of one. This was on the 13th of September. Chase Elliott, 2021 Panini National Treasures Goodyear Fire Suit Booklet, one of one. It went out for bidding and it went for $635. That's a pretty cool patch there. Yeah, I was looking to see where the numbering was, but. You know what's funny is you know it's a one of one, but you know you would think it might have been a, like a one of two, and have the other part of the Goodyear on there on the other one, but right on this, yeah. But it's uh, still a nice, a nice patch. I like that patch. I don't know where it's at on his uniform. I'm sure it's trying to look and if we can see if it's on. Uh, I would think it's probably from his Napa uniform. Because it's the good year, and then it's also because it's got the blue and the yellow down the so bottom. No, it's right. It it looks like it's right above the blue and the Napa, like the Napa, then the yellow, and then there's the blue. If you go up and to the left, it says Unifirst. Nope. Right. You keep it down. Keep it down. Right below Valvoline, it's Unifirst, but it's a different color, so it must not be that uh, driver's suit. Yeah, but, but keep in mind, they have different suits. And oh, yeah. They, they position the sponsor logos in different places, so it may not necessarily match that particular picture he's in. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't think it does. But that's that's going to be the location, though. Yeah, well, I think so. It's I think the, well, it's got the part of that, but then on the left-hand side with the yellow and the blue too. So yeah, it's there. It's just different color. So yeah. it's just different. Yeah, different. The same location, yeah. different suit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, still, still nice. Six thirty-five. Yeah, I think good. that's a good price. I think that's about right. I'm really surprised with Chronicles that we didn't have a prime patches one of one instead of a national treasures. I, didn't I would see probably one. think yeah, I'm thinking next week 
It'll probably the chronicles will start popping up. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. Actually, I was really specifically looking for this year's chronicles, and you know, this was this was uh, the best the best NASCAR one one I saw. I think all the prime patches are at Logan's house. All the boxes he's been. Over. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> I, don't what, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so. Last but not least, our Royal Flush of the Week happened on 9-11. 2021 Topps Dynasty F1, Lewis Hamilton, Red Patch Auto out of five. It's graded a BGS 9.5 with a 10 auto. It went for bidding, too. And then look at the look at the final price on this sucker, $8,600 wow. for 23 bids. That one's an easy one. The yeah, where that, that was, where that E came from. Yep. Yeah, we know where that E came from. So, but uh, you know, he's got his famous Lewis Hamilton scribble on there. But you know, hey, I would like to have a Lewis Hamilton autograph myself. I, that's that's one autograph I don't have. I've got all the NASCAR guys, but I certainly don't have a Lewis Hamilton auto. Uh, yeah, that's but, a nice, respectable price there, eighty six hundred for twenty twenty one. So yeah. that's one of the ones where you buy the dynasty box for for three thousand, and um, you can almost triple your money out. there. Yeah, score, goal. Yeah, yep. nice. Lewis Hamilton, seven time champion, auto. Yeah, what what were the subgrades? Zoom in on those subgrades. They're all man. they're all nine and a half. Wow, so I wonder what the average is. Hmm. Nine and a half. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no no nines, no tens. So yeah, it was a solid nine and a half at auto ten. Yeah. It's a solid card. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a nice card. So congrats to whoever got that card. Very nice. But, uh, so that is it. That's all I've got for this week's King's Court. All right. Uh oh, I forgot to do it earlier in the show, but Definitely wanted to uh, thank new follower Tony Stacer, and also shout out to I didn't buy these race dude and Kevin Jeffrey for the great YouTube comments for last week's show. And also, if you uh, like the show, if you <laughs> hit the like button, what I miss? I'm just reading the comments. <laughs> Read the comments. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, please, uh, please like, subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel. And if you enjoyed the show, please give it a like to help others find the show. Again, we appreciate uh, everybody hanging with us for this long. And we'll have some other good content coming next week um, with F1 off, but we have plenty of, of Bristol action. So. And from me and the guys, thanks for watching this week. And we will catch you next week. We are out of here.